<laughs> the Chinese restaurants where they all have that identical menu that's like white with the red letters. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. And then like the lunch special like, or the combo plate with like an egg roll and fried rice, whatever. So Wild Ginger is like different than that because they also have sushi and like Thai. And it's just like a little more expensive. Um, but I don't, when I, I got lo mein from there and I was like, I don't really like this, but I feel like if I got it from the mall or from like one of those other Chinese places, I would like it. I know exactly what you mean. Our Chinese food place on Main Street, which is the closest one to us, is I think they do Chinese food, Thai food, maybe Vietnamese food. Ooh. So yeah, but I know what you mean. Sometimes you want that greasy strip mall Chinese yeah. food and there is a difference yeah that's what that's what I like to call it greasy strip mall <laughs> I love the Chinese food from the mall it is do you so think we're good. ever gonna go to malls again <laughs> I mean truthfully I haven't gone to the mall like I hate the idea of going to the mall I think me and Courtney went to the mall one time after they reopened from the pandemic I can't remember I can't remember why but she made me she had to return something I actually went pretty recently, and it's kind of a damn shame of the timing because the Cherry Hill Mall is really nice. And I, for the listeners at home, I recently moved near there. That's the and first, that, that is the first mall in America. Did you know? It's I historic. didn't. Yeah, fun fact. I learned it on a podcast, actually. Look at that. Yeah, actually, my favorite murder where they were talking about it, and they accidentally said it was in Pennsylvania, and I guess all their listeners like wrote into them. They're like, "It's in New Jersey." And they're, <laughs> they're like, oh, "Okay, calm down." And I, it was just so Ooh. funny because, like, what are the odds? Like a podcast, you know, that people are listening to nationally, internationally, are going to just talk about something that's so close to you, and like you've been there. I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> but anyway, can please continue about the Cherry Hill Mall. No, I had to go because I, for Matt's birthday, he wanted stainless steel mixing bowls, and I had to go to the Williams Sonoma. Luckily, the Williams Sonoma was very close to one of the main department store entrances, mm -hmm. so I didn't have to go that deep into the mall. But dude, even just the experience, I am in no hurry to go again. I mean, I was in and out as fast as can be, but even that is just people people don't give a fuck like nobody was nobody nobody I just feels like nobody understands like if I would see somebody at a shelf looking at something I wouldn't go right next to them and then they would look at me like oh what are you doing waiting six feet over there and it's like I'm waiting for you to move yeah I don't well I told you I texted group chat one day like in a rage like I told you I was at Aldi and this woman, when I was checking out, like, I was paying, when I say she was standing on top of me, I mean, literally, if I just, like, took a step back, I would have knocked into her. And she was with her child. And, like, I was paying, and she was on top of me. And it, like, it wasn't like there was anyone else in line behind her. She did not need to be standing that. She was standing too close to me on a normal day when you're not in a pandemic. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. And, and she was with her child. And I, like, looked at her, and I was like, excuse me, could you please step back? And she took one step back and I was like six feet and she didn't I was so fucking angry I just don't uh, understand like I don't want anyone standing that close to me any given day but especially not during a pandemic like what the fuck yeah absolutely when you go to the mall where what departments do you do you go through a department store or do you go through a mall entrance I it, it honestly kind of depends on the mall if it's so, for instance, when I lived in your area and I would go to the Bridgewater Mall, 
I would typically park at Bloomingdale's and then mm. I would do a little perusal around Bloomingdale's. Yeah, I would park at I'm I'm so sad about this. I'm a I'm a Macy's or Lord and Taylor kind of gal and uh-huh. Lord and Taylor's closed. Oh, I'm sorry. Makes me really sad. I love Lord and Taylor. That was like my favorite department store. Ugh. I do like Macy's if I, too, though. If I go to Cana Prussia, I'll usually park near the Nordstrom. Uh, Cherry Hill, Cherry Hill is so new to me that I haven't been able to, (laughs) to find a designated department store parking area. You know, it's funny what growing up, my mom and I and my Nana would go to the mall, the Oxford Valley mall every single Saturday of my life for years. It was just our thing that we did. I mean, sometimes we would change it up and we'd go to like Neely's home furniture, but usually it was the mall. And I would say nine times out of 10, we parked at JCPenney's. We were a Penny's family. Yeah. My, with, with my mom, I think we even park at Sears. I don't even know if it was to shop. Oh, but God. The Sears parking. No, but the thing is, at Sears, who the fuck wants to go to Sears? The parking yeah. lot is empty, so you get a good spot. That's true. There's but, something near me that we've driven past multiple times but haven't gone in. And it's just one big building, and it's called... The Sears. Oh, also, I love that we're talking about Sears. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. This is sponsored. <laughs> sponsored. Open to it. Um, It's called, like, the Sears Furniture. I, like how, wait, I just want to say, I like how we just said we're sponsored, and I just said, who the fuck wants to go to Sears? Oh, man. It's, it's like the Sears Furniture Showroom or something. I know what you're and talking I'm, about. There's one of those um, in New Brunswick, I think, too. Okay, and the lettering's kind of nice looking on it, and I'm always just like, what the what the hell? And it's big. I don't know. One of these days after the pandemic, we'll go in and I'll report back. Report back. Oh, the whole point of this was I was talking about mall Chinese and how it fucking slaps. I yeah. There's a, the movie theater by the Oxford Valley Mall. It is one of the ones with like the reclining seats and stuff, and like you're spaced out from people. I, in my life, have gone to the mall and got Chinese food put smuggled into the movie theater. That doesn't shock me. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the best. We always used to go to Taco Bell when we would go to the AMC Hamilton and smuggle in our Taco Bell. Do you know what? I I was never a food smuggler because I always wanted just a large tub of popcorn. And we should get into the episode, but I want to say one more thing. Um. And I don't know, I guess it's, there's no better time than any to share with our listeners since I did announce it on social media. But if you're a a very small portion of people who doesn't know us personally, who listens to this podcast, I'm pregnant. So there's that. Um, Congrats. Thanks. I had no idea. Uh, But, okay, so we have a, as we've discussed, we have a stovetop popcorn maker. Oh, yeah. With like a handle that you spin. And we pop the kernels and we use coconut oil and it's very, very healthy. However, lately I have been craving artificial buttery popcorn. Just oh, like so good. Mm. So I got a three-pack box of like, you know, whatever it's called, like super blast, like whatever, like, you know, just like the terrible microwave popcorn is. Yum. It's so good. But that's that's all I ever want when I go to the movies. It's like a large buttery tub of popcorn. I I don't. I don't yeah. need anything I mean, else. I do like popcorn. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about that feeling when you go to the movies and you eat too much popcorn and you're just so dehydrated from all the salt. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like a salt hangover. 
You inevitably run out of soda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I now I just want a giant frozen Coke or like a blue icy. Or a yeah. red one. Yeah. Something I when I go to the when Matt and I go to the movies, which obviously in a pandemic we don't, I think that's honestly one of the things I miss most because we were huge moviegoers. We would go at least once a week, if not more than that. But usually it would depend. Sometimes like if we would go out to dinner, we would split the popcorn and soda. But there was nothing I loved more than going to the movies with him and being like, look, we are getting our own. I am getting my own popcorn. You are getting your own popcorn. I am getting my own soda. You are getting your own soda. I don't want to share. Yeah. I'm not, well, Cause inevitably you run out. Well, I like it's some of the movie theaters. So if you get a large popcorn, you get free refills. So it's like you get that and then fucking refill that shit on the way out. See, I never would do that, which is I should have, but I I never would take like take advantage. Oh, oh my god, they're taking advantage of you when the No, I, I don't mean like take advantage. No, I, I don't oh. mean take advantage like pull one over on them. I meant like I never took them up on it. Oh, okay. I, right. I would just be like, yeah, I'm full and then throw it away. Yeah. Gotcha, I gotcha. Well, you know, it's funny that we mentioned popcorn because Oh my god, that is so that is oh my god. This is the moment, Laura, that I've been alluding to for the past how how long have we been doing this? Like two months? Yeah. Where I'm just like, there's something about Amanda. I just don't know what what makes me not like her. And I okay, I think she's like a perfectly nice person. Like I I I do like Amanda. You know what I mean? It's not like I dislike her. I mean, we don't know her personally. But I mean, she seems like a nice girl. But there, I'm there's something about her where I'm not rooting for her to win. Is what I mean. It's not like yeah. I like despise her. Like, but there's something about her and it's this moment I've been waiting for this for for how long were you as were you in, as enraged as I was I you know yes and no I was but I was more so like very interested in this challenge or this reward which we will get into and I just spent a good amount of maybe three to four minutes but I feel like three to four minutes on the internet is a lifetime I just did a real good deep dive into the Robert Louis Stevenson home <laughs> oh my god I, I I was actually excited to discuss this with you I yeah I have some some thoughts I like kind of love this like very specific touristy shit yeah but all right well let's let's kick it off everyone welcome to idle chatter I'm Lara and I'm Ashley hello we're here to discuss malls, Chinese food, the Brady Bunch, but mostly we're here to talk about Survivor. In the regular seasons, we will do basically, li- I want to say live recaps, but it's it's not live. It's right after the episode. Every Wednesday, they come out Thursday. However, in this extended off season, which honestly just feels like the new normal, like the idea of recording on a Wednesday night. I know. I can't even imagine, but... Well, you're going to be awake anyway, caring for your baby, yeah. so... Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, I I am going to have to record in Matt's, like, office video game room because the room I record in now is going to become the nursery, but it's fine. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, in the extended off-season, we've been watching some old favorites. We're currently working our way through season 20 heroes versus villains and we're nearing the end of these episodes this episode is called jumping ship and 
okay, this, this, this annoys me. The next episode is called, episode 12, is called A Sinking Ship. Oh. And then episode 13 is called Loose Lips Sink Ships. Oh, wow. And it's just like, are they, I under, I don't like that they're all like these like ship cliches, but they don't really match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, this one is kind of about will or they, will they or won't they jump ship? I don't know. I don't know what happens in the next ones. I can't say if they. I don't like the ink. Now that I've been paying attention to them, I just don't like the inconsistency of the titles where like, sometimes it's a quote. Sometimes it's a metaphor. Sometimes it's, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess they did say jump, jumping ship in the episode. Yeah. Well, okay. There's no, someone could have said loose lips sink ship. I don't know. We'll 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 find out. Yeah. We'll have to find out when we get there. I'm not as invested as the, in the titles as you. I, I don't know why. So I never even ne- paid attention. You have to remind me what the t- episode title is. I didn't know this one was called Jumping Ship. because I'm. The I one. love when I tell you and you're like, ooh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, man. the Netflix synopsis is a new idol clue causes a scuffle. And with two swing votes hanging in the balance, no one's safe heading into tribal council. Okay, I just, I do need to say, I need to take my multivitamin. I've been trying to, I take them every, like, weekday. Like, I have them at my desk. But on the weekend, like, for example, yesterday, I didn't take them. I'm about to take them. They taste really bad. And I feel duped. You know who who influenced me to buy these? Mm-hmm. No. Fucking Ashley I from The Patch. Oh, God. Well, you should have known better. No, I mean, actually, I really do think that they're good vitamins. They're a little pricey. They're nature-wise, prenatal. Mm. I am not pregnant, but I just heard it's like, I think that there's, they have folate in them, not folic acid. And I heard like some good things about that. And then also like, I think they're good for your hair or something. So, you know, I'm always trying to improve upon that. So, but I think that they are good because they taste like the earth or like they taste like rabbit food. So I feel like they're legit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. they, I, I don't know, but I'm just about, I'm about to take them. So I just need a second. Everyone please pray for me. Cause they are really gross. T's and P's while you're swallowing your vitamin, I'll give us a little recap of last week just to set the scene. So last week we had the merge with even numbers, five heroes, five villains, and Russell just orchestrated the most wildly elaborate pulling the wool over the hero's eyes where uh, JT was like eating out of the palm of his hand. Sandra tried to warn them, but only Rupert believes that believed her, which I think is important to note moving forward. Yeah. And we had a super wild tribal council where Parvati played both the idol from Russell and her secret idol. And Russell was pissed because he didn't know she had that. JT went home and, you know, it kind of left Russell wondering who's really in charge because he he was upset. With, he was a lot more upset with Parvati than I thought he would be. And I don't yeah. know why I underestimated how upset he would be, but he was upset. Yeah, because it's not only like that he likes to be in control he also like he definitely has a thing for her oh yeah like i feel like the fact that it was her doing it like really stung and he probably feels like a fool too because he gave the idol to protect her and then that's what she did with it and he also wasn't in the know like you just you just feel kind of duped 
Um, yeah, they, they talk about that pretty soon into it, but they get back to camp and the, the, the first thing that we get is Rupert says to Colby, I tried, I'm done. And Candace is like, damn, guys, that was a good one, really. And, and I, I looked like Jerry was like, yeah, it was good. Uh, Russell and Sandra, there's like a little brief conversation in the shelter about the secret idol. But then Russell, like you were saying, gets right into it. He confronts Parvati. Jerry's there. I think at one at some point, Danielle comes over too. And Parvati, you know, she just she's just trying to be cute about it. She's like, I just wanted it to be a surprise. And Russell, Russell's so mad. And she's like, Yeah, but no harm was done. And he his point is like, Yeah, but I gave you my idol to save you. If I knew you had one, I wouldn't have needed to do that. Yeah. He has a right to be annoyed. I mean, yeah. I think maybe you can be like a little like er like irked by the fact that she had one and didn't tell him. Okay, like but that, you know, that's not the worst thing she could do, but the fact that he gave up his and she already had one, I would be pissed too. Yeah. And, you know, Parvi's perspective on this, she's loving it. She's like, he's upset because he thought he was the godfather of this game. And, you know, I, I think it's right that he's a little bit scared. He should be scared. Yeah. Agreed. So Amanda and Rupert briefly talk about trying to get Sandra on their side. And Rupert brings up a good point where he was like, I don't know if I can. I tried and nobody would listen to us. Yeah. That I will say, like, I will give Rupert props that I feel like he's just, like, really been pretty foolish. This, you know, just, like, the certainty of the all-women's alliance and stuff, his conviction with that. But, you know, he really, he was right. Like, he did, he knew that Russell was lying and no one, no one listened to him. And I kind of think it's because Rupert thrives in very polarizing black and white situations. Like, for him to be, like, I think he's very good at being, like, I am a hero. Russell is a villain. That is clear as day. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. when it gets, when there's more of a nuance of like, this person might be bad. This person might be good. Like, I think that's harder for him to decipher, but yeah. And I, I think the other thing too, the reason that he's not as annoying as he was before is now, especially that they've merged and there's so many other big personalities along with his yeah. He doesn't have as much room to annoy us. Whereas before, <laughs> when it was like Rupert and a bunch of, not to say they're bland, but like Colby, Amanda Colby. Colby yeah. Colby Donaldson. Um, so later <laughs> in the episode, I'm pretty sure, I think Russell is like, says Colby, or no, I think maybe Sandra says. Sandra says, he's, Jerry was right. He's uptight. <laughs> he has no personality, just like Jerry said. <laughs> or Colby. Poor Colby. He's a hottie. He's a hottie and a nice guy. Yeah. So, oh, man. Yeah. And, okay, then, I don't, I just, I wonder why this person is chosen. I just, I don't really understand. But Russell decides to talk to Candace. I don't know. He just is like, this is my person. I'm going to get to flip to our side so we have more numbers. And... I guess I, he 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 tells her that the ship is sinking. I'm pretty sure someone says the ship is sinking. So I feel like there's our episode yeah. title, right? Um, and then he says one person has to jump, and they will be crucial. I think you know I I didn't think too much about why he picked Candace, but since you brought it up, I would say 
he knows he can't go to the guys, right? Like he took their buddy JT away from them. Yeah. They're not going to trust him. And I think the reason that he chooses to try and align with Candace instead of Amanda, Amanda, I keep confu- wanting to confuse Amanda and Danielle because they're just like skinny brunettes. Yeah. But I think the reason that he chooses Candace instead of Amanda is because Amanda has a relationship with Parvati. So he needs somebody who's going to be more loyal to him. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. So Candace's response to this is a little wishy-washy. In the beginning, she says, yeah, you know, let me know and we'll we'll talk later. <sighs> Which I I don't know how I would have played that. And I, I like his his pitch to her is kind of like he I don't know. He it's it's very he he's very good at like making promises without promising anything. Like he yeah. was like, I don't know if I can guarantee final three, but maybe I can guarantee final three. Yeah. I got, you know, I will say the man is garbage, but you know, he, he's very compelling. I don't know. I, I feel like I would be duped by him. <laughs> Rupert actually calls him garbage <laughs> later in this episode. I, I was like, I was cracking up. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Let's get into our first reward challenge. This one is going to be called Survivor Shuffle, which it's also been known as Shoot and Shuffle. Uh, it's been on, it's been known as many things, but they've done this on the Amazon, the Natu, Tokatines. This, this is a Survivor favorite. It's very, it's very straightforward. It's you have a giant shuffleboard. They divide into three teams, and whoever gets their, I don't know, pawn, <laughs> puck, yeah. puck. I, yeah, I, I would say it's a puck. Yeah, I, I would call it a puck. A puck. Closest to the X in the center wins. And the reward is there. I did not know that this was a thing on the island of Samoa, but the reward is the team of three who gets their puck closest to the X is going to get to go to Robert Louis Stevenson's house. He wrote Treasure Island, among some other books. And the house is now a museum, but also, I guess, kind of like a hotel. So they're going to go to the museum. They're going to sleep over and watch the movie Treasure Island. Yeah, I mean, that sounds exciting. There will be popcorn there. It's cute. It's like... I don't know why this was so cute to me. It's because I think it's like typically the rewards where there's some some kind of entity involved are so splashy, like Outback Steakhouse, Sears. But this is like, you know, I wonder if when they were negotiating the contract with like this island, they were like, okay, but we we need you to do something for us. Like yeah. we need you to promote this historic site because... I, I, I'll, I'll get into my research when we get to the reward, but I, I think they're, I think the museum is struggling a little bit. Aww. So yeah, well, here's our teams on the black team. And it's the, these teams are totally at random, by the way. Uh, we got the black team, Candace, Parvati, and Jerry, red team, Rupert, Sandra, and Russell. And then the blue team, Danielle, Amanda, and Colby. So, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I guess each of them are going to get two turns. So it's mm-hmm. like black team goes, red team goes, blue team goes, you know, and then again and again until everyone has had two turns. 
So, I mean, we don't, I feel like we don't really need to get too much into it, but basically the red team kind of has two of their yeah. like, discs. I'm all, I'm, I'm literally on the Wikipedia for shuffleboard right now and they're calling <laughs> them weighted discs. Oh I was trying to find out the, the official name, their weights or their weighted discs, whatever. But anyway, so the red team has the, the mark to beat. They have two of them closest to the X pretty much the entire game. So it's just a matter of someone trying to either like move theirs or get closer to the X and mm -hmm. no, it's not happening. And then it's the final move of the game, the blue team. It's Colby's last shot. And he and he nails it. He, he nails it. Donaldson. That, yeah, that was wild. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I, I knew it was gonna happen because like I, I'll never forget this reward. You know, until the day mm -hmm. I die. Like I, <laughs> it lives rent free in my head, as the kids say. I had no recollection of this, so I was just, I thought, it, it's, it was very cute. Whenever he does something good and celebrates, it's just, like, so pure and wholesome. Yeah. It's never showboaty. He's just, like, genuinely pleased with himself. Definitely. So, okay. it's so, it's so adorable, and they're excited because they know there's going to be a clue there, so... They go to the Robert Louis Stevenson home, which I was just kind of like, this seems so random to me, but I guess if, if we want to get into the history, apparently Robert Louis Stevenson, since he was a child, had health issues. So he was sailing all around the world trying to find like a warmer climate that might be more hospitable to his health, which like, I love that pure idea. <laughs> Can you imagine if like people still did that? Like if you know, we have a couple of friends with like really bad asthma. If they were like, you know what, I'm just going to sail the seas, find an island <laughs> that's like going to be easier on my respiratory system. <laughs> oh man, I'd like to do that. So he ended up on the, the, the Samoan islands, the island of Samoa, and he built this really lavish property and basically stayed there until he died, wrote a few more books did because they were they, so part of the reward is they get this like private little tour of the museum and one they are they're showing the different books like they have some first editions I didn't realize that I mean for I'll be honest if somebody before this episode held a gun to my head and said who's the author of Treasure Island I would have been like I don't know I think would I you do have, well you're you are an English major yeah that is true but I didn't realize that he wrote Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That one, I, I was like, oh, oh, damn, I didn't know. Because they're very different genres. Yeah. Well, Wild. Can you think about it, please? Imagine you're Robert Louis Stevenson, right? Where are they mm -hmm. right now? Samoa? Yeah. Okay. So imagine you're in Samoa, you're Robert Louis Stevenson, you, like, freaking, like, write this novel on a typewriter. Like, is, is there only one copy of it? Imagine trying to mail that to your publisher in, like, England or, like, America and it got lost. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know how, how that would have worked. Well, I think he wrote that before moving to Samoa, to be fair. Oh, he, did okay. write, he did write several books when he was living in Samoa. Yeah, plenty of but, them getting lost. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying. He died at a very young age. He died at 44. Although I guess back in the day in 1894, maybe that was considered an old fogey. What do I know? <laughs> but, you know, then the governor lived there for a while. And then, you know, eventually in 
let's see, 1994, they reopened it as this museum. And yeah. they left it totally the way that it was when he died. So, like, I don't know whose bed they were sleeping in. I don't know if you can stay there overnight or if that's just for special things. Because I'll tell you what, the website for this this place is actually shut down right now. Like, they, I guess they didn't pay to renew their domain or whatever. Oh, but, wow. Mm-hmm. But, like, all of the Samoa, like, tourism websites, they advertise it and stuff. And they're like, yeah, it's actually, like, our biggest tourist attraction. But that being said, we only get maybe, like, three visitors a day, which makes me so sad. There's just, it's, yeah, I don't know. That made me, that upset me. Well, maybe, well, I feel like if you live in in, in Samoa, like, you're probably, you might check it out once and then never go back. But, I mean, maybe right. they're not. Maybe they don't get that many tourists. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I want to go now. I know. So now that we had a little history lesson, we we see them getting this tour and Amanda's being like, she good on her for trying to find the idol, but she's being so awkward about it. Like the tour guide is showing them like all of these objects and she's like, oh, can I touch that? And it's like, stop being so weird, but good on you also, I guess. So then... I don't it's this is a this is a really weird reward and I think this is like they just didn't have that much choice like it must have been baked into the contract of the show of like we just want you to go to this house because it's like normally you know when you get a overnight if you will it's like you get a nice shower a big dinner but we just see them getting this tour and then we see them just laying a bad eating popcorn yeah. Well, and it's hard because, okay, even going into the reward challenge, Parvati was like, okay, like, we need to make sure, you know, that myself or Russell or Danielle, which I mean, I guess it's good because they did have a member of their alliance on each of the three um, teams for the reward. Because she was like, you know, one of us needs to find a clue. We know there, mm-hmm. there's going to be a clue. So Danielle has that on her mind. Amanda has it on her mind. So which does kind of suck because it's like a really once in a lifetime experience to be there. But yeah. it's like you're too distracted by, you know, the game. So I'll, I'll set the scene and then you can talk us through what happens. But basically, they're, <laughs> they're laying in bed watching Treasure Island Colby's in the middle on top of the covers and then both girls are on either side under the covers they have this bowl of popcorn that they're all kind of sharing and then Amanda (laughs) reaches or not Amanda sorry Danielle reaches in and finds a clue and she does something which like I don't know I guess she was just trying to be slick and like she drops it on the like floor under the bed Mm-hmm. which honestly I would have just shoved it in in my underwear you know or my or bra. under the covers next to me yeah like under my butt like somewhere but like no she drops it on the ground and Amanda obviously like the idol clue is the only thing on her mind not the movie not you know sharing a bed with the you know original survivor hottie Colby Donaldson <laughs> so Amanda is like Danielle what'd you put under the bed and Danielle's like oh like you know nothing and then Amanda mm-hmm. goes over and fucking like grabs it and the two of them have a tussle they're like fighting with each other like trying to you know danielle's trying to get it back and she's like get it back it's mine and amanda's like well it's not yours and danielle's like i found it and colby amanda's like or danielle's (laughs) like tell her to give it back to me and colby's just like oh yeah you know amanda you know give it give it back you know she found it 
this is the most precious thing to me because they're they're arguing like children and then colby's like the dad yeah. and at one point like uh danielle is like colby did you see what she did he is like no i was watching treasure island <laughs> i know he's just trying to enjoy himself and then we have so sweet. yeah i don't know but you know the thing is it is it is weird and, and amanda's point is like why didn't Colby back me up? Because I guess it's, you know, he's an honest guy. He's by the books, finders, keepers, whatever. But he's, he's in Amanda's, him. but he's in Amanda's alliance. So why wouldn't he be like, she ended up with it. If it were me, I would have been like, well, let's all just read it. Yeah, it's something. I know, but you know what? He played the game originally when it was like, not about strategy. It was about surviving. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like, he's you know, truly an old school player. Whereas Amanda, I mean, we, I will say like, it wasn't, she did play technically in what we would consider old school. Like, mm -hmm. cause I think, I think commonly like it is the, pro the previous season, season 19 Samoa with Russell that, you know, starts new school, I guess. But Amanda is definitely a strategist in both of her seasons in China and in fans versus favorites. So I think she's kind of more of a new school type and of course like she's gonna take the clue and she doesn't care but like colby he's not playing that way yeah unfortunately i mean so this moment this is i don't know i just remember especially too because as you know like i'm still rooting for you know russell's alliance right now in this game that's who i'm you know rooting for at this time so i think that annoys me that amanda tries to take it and it's just fucking annoying i don't know like She's just being, there's something about like what she says, like the wrestling the clue away. I don't know. It just really, really pisses me off. And I, it just sticks. When I think of Amanda, this is what I think of. And I'm just like, you're annoying. Let me ask you this. Would you have, it's kind of the way she does it. Cause I almost think if she did it differently, like if she didn't call it out, if she didn't call out danielle for having found it and then she like i don't know maybe rolled something under the bed and was like oh damn just dropped my whatever my hair tie crawled under to get it took the glue you know what i yeah, mean no. like if it was more covert ops perhaps i it, it's just the it's the, the the pettiness of it all or if she was even just straightforward about it and was just like danielle i saw that and just took it like it was just the Danielle, what did you put under the bed? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. The, something about the approach is just really irritating. It's for sure annoying. And that's really all we see of the reward. We don't get to see anything else. I, I did also, so they get back to camp and it's it's rainy and they're debriefing. And the, the funniest part to me was they're, they're talking about how they all had to share one bed. And Colby is like, if me, Rupert and Russell had one, we wouldn't have fit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a tiny bed. Um, Can I just please tell you that Samoa, the hotels are, like, look gorgeous and are ridiculously cheap. Like, this is, like, a resort, and it's, like, $114. Damn, maybe post-pandemic. I know, right? It's, it'll be in the name of research. We can expense it, even though we, yeah, pay, definitely. Even though we pay our bills. We'll expense yeah. it to ourselves. Uh, so then Danielle goes up to her her alliance and she tells him that she found the clue and okay i didn't like this she says i wrestled her to the ground and pulled it out of her hands and i'm like okay that's factually not what happened like you did have a tussle but you didn't 
pull it out of her hand, Colby told her to give it back to you. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I truly don't care for either of them, to be honest. Well, I have, I have a grudge against Danielle from her previous season. Yeah. So. So the four of them go to look for the idol and Russell finds it and he doesn't want anybody to know. I loved he, cause at one point, uh, Danielle comes up to him and he just sits on it and is like, oh, where can it be? Where can it be? And he's, he's basically just trying to, to return the favor. He's like, you guys kept a sneaker from me. I'm going to keep the sneaker from you. He says that he's the king of hidden immunity idols. I know that was crazy. I mean, props to him for finding it so fast and pulling yeah. that off. Absolutely. He does tell somebody though. He tells Candace yeah. and he says, you know, I'm trying to do this as a show of trust. Top three, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she asks him to show it to her. He does. And he said, he's like, stick with me. I can take you places. And she's like, okay, I trust you. And then, you know, off camera, on camera to us, she's like, I don't really know if I trust him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wild. I'm like, I mean, I guess it does ultimately like work out for him, but that was really risky showing her that. Yeah, it sure was. But he, he does say he, he takes risks. He, he will say later in this episode. <laughs> so day 30 is upon us. And this is an action packed day because I feel like typically you just get straight into the challenge, but this one, there's a little, little strategy before beforehand. First up, Sandra and Colby go on a little walk and talk, which I was not expecting. And Sandra's just running through everything that happened. She tells him everything that Russell's done. And she says that it's time for her to make her move. And Colby says that, you know, we have to assume Danielle has the idol and we need to make sure that they don't think you're flipping. And also we should take out Russell or Parvati, which makes sense for them. This is what we were referencing earlier in the episode is Russell talks to Sandra and he asks her if they've tried to talk to her and he's specifically talking about Colby and she goes, yeah, that guy, that guy doesn't have a personality. Just like Jerry said, he's real uptight. Oh my God. Hilarious. Oh oh man. Poor Colby. I know. This is also when Russell tells her that somebody from their tribe has flipped. Yeah. So at this point, like, I mean, that is good information for Sandra to have when she's weighing her options. Because before this, she's committed to just going with the heroes, getting rid of Russell. But for him to tell her, like, uh, like, oh, someone over there is flipping, that means it, we have six to their three. You know, yeah. Sandra's like, shit. Yeah, exactly. So, this is... This is kind of annoying to me, for whatever reason, because... Sandra is talking to to Rupert and she's like, I have to flip because I'm always going to be number five to them. And they're talking about Russell getting out. And this is when Rupert says, uh, we could get Russell out of this game. Russell's a piece of garbage. And they, they bring this to the team. They're talking. And she also mentions, by the way, somebody flipped. And they're they're all, except for Rupert, they're all kind of still questioning Sandra, which I just think is like, Why? I don't, they've been really, really wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> You're tribe. so quick to trust Russell, but so hesitant to trust Sandra. I know, it's, it really is wild. But they're like, you know, one of the heroes really has to win immunity in order us for us to pull this whole thing off. Yeah, this is where we give Rupert saying to us, the guy is a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what an wrong, insult. wrong. Oh. 
So we get into the immunity challenge and this one is called House of Cards. This was really fresh in my mind because I just did a rewatch of Gabon and they they did this challenge there too. Oh, okay. I like I like this challenge. Yeah, it looks so frustrating. Mhm. But you know, it's one that anybody can do, yeah. which I like. I I I really prefer non-physical challenges. So basically what it is, is you have 150 wooden tiles. Like they're, they're pretty thick and you have to build a house of cards, 10 feet tall, or I think it's like by the end of an hour, whoever gets the tallest wins. Mm -hmm. And in, when I watched it in Gabon, it was, it just happened to be the person who had the tallest one. Cause nobody got to 10 feet. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's cute. Cause everybody has a different strategy. Some people make like these really <laughs> It's really wide bases. That's what she said. Uh, some people are like just trying to do it real fast and have like, you know, a f I don't know how to describe it, like just a very simple structure. But right off the bat, pretty much the the two main competitors are Jerry and Russell. They, they both have pretty good towers going. None of the heroes are really in it. At one point, Colby's doing well, but then Jeff says something and it totally <laughs> jinxes him and his tower falls over. Yeah, and Sandra at one point, hers, you know, crumbles to the ground. So it's pretty much like, yeah, Jerry and Russell. Russell makes up some time because at one point it was like Jerry with six feet, Russell with five, um, Danielle with four, like were the three highest. But then all of a sudden it was like, oh, Russell and Jerry both at seven feet and just gradually they're going and going and going russell's at the top and he's like one card short to get to 10 feet so he has to go back down the ladder and then by the time he comes up literally by seconds jerry ends up winning and it's her first individual immunity win and i, I was yeah. really happy for her yeah i thought this was cute yeah good for you jerry yeah, she, she wins by like one second but it's great yeah and she is so happy about, oh, wait a minute. Before we get into Jerry's celebration, we get an amazing interview from Sandra where she says, I'm voting for Russell tonight. It's been 30 days too long. This is revenge for Courtney. This is revenge for Boston Rob, Tyson, even Coach, who I don't care about, but I'll throw him in there anyway. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, Man. so good. She's just, she's so sassy. Jerry back at camp is so happy. She says that she is swimming in yay. And uh, she's like, all right, re relax, but good, good for you. I wish I was swimming in yay. I know. I'm swimming in mild seasonal depression. <laughs> Same. And, and Chinese takeout though. That's exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to go to wrap up and just, you know, spend my day in my bed I w with my bed tray. Christy got me a tray for my bed. Aww. eat my food like for christmas two years ago which is just, it, it was just a very nice gesture because like it's not like we like planned to exchange christmas presents she was like i got you a present and then she gave me it it's amazing i use it like every weekend at least when i get my awesome. get my little treat because uh, well i mean I, I still do spill stuff on my sheets too. i'm gonna be real honest <laughs> but it does help nice well i don't know how to transition from a, a bad try but <laughs> sure we'll try well okay so then we get russell's commentary on what happened because he was really close to winning and he's like i'm fine with jerry or any of my teammates winning like any of his teammates you know in his alliance um and he decides at this point that amanda is the one that he wants to go for he says amanda is a strategic player and says that she's boston rob in a woman's body mm -hmm. and 
he's not wrong. I mean, she really is very strategic. And I think, I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe she ends up sometimes playing with, on, on she ends up in an alliance that I'm not rooting for, like in this case, or she's just not my favorite of her alliance. Like she was aligned with Parvati previously and I just like Parvati better. So I don't know, maybe I just, I resent her for being so good. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I just, I can't place it why she's not my favorite, but maybe I'm just jealous. Maybe, but she might just be annoying too. <laughs> so I I liked this little tidbit. They're all discussing what they're going to do. And Rupert says that he packs for tribal every time because when he went home in Pearl Islands, he thought he was super safe and he didn't bring in anything. So yeah. that means like, I didn't realize this. And this is actually going to tie into one of my survivor scuttlebutt items. But if you don't bring like any of your souvenirs to, to tribal and you go home, like you don't get anything. Yeah, that sucks. They don't mail that back to you. I would hope that maybe like one of your tribe mates that you're close with would, you know, gather it for you. And Yeah, you maybe. I don't know. Later, but... but I guess I guess nobody did that for Rupert. Oh. So he tells everyone that it's time to write Russell's name down. And fucking damn it, Candace. She runs right up to Russell and blows the whole thing. Oh, and then... see, I'm like, yes, good job. <sighs> you're keeping the alliance that I like safe. Really? I was, oh, yeah. I was just, I guess like I don't have a a horse in the race, really. I it's don't just really interesting. Do. You're the Slytherin, but you're you're that's like a I don't know, you're acting like a Hufflepuff and I'm acting like a Slytherin. It's like we're reversing but, our roles. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't see what she had to gain from this and she just it was it was just the way she did it was sloppy anyway yeah no i mean then they I all get blown up i i don't know if she's playing great but i'm glad that she tells russell yeah all right so basically she runs up to russell tells him everything and then russell goes to confront sandra and they chat and then candace runs up to them and you know russell says candace told me you're writing my name down and sandra she's a really good actress like she's like no I didn't say that and Russell explains to both of them that you know even if one of you are flipping or not telling me the truth as long as one of you is being honest Amanda's going home because I yeah. just need one of your votes exactly. which is a good point yeah, and at one point too, when Ru uh, I appreciate that Sandra just will not take shit from anyone. Like, I wish mm -hmm. I could be like an advocate for myself. Like, like she, I don't know. Russell's like, you know, trying to tell her what to do, and she and she's like, "Are, are you threatening me? Or don't yeah. threaten me?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, girl, you can tell him." We see it again in a little bit. There's another moment I love, but first of all, Sandra like goats basically tries to tell everybody that you know Candace told Russell everything and now there's a now there's a scramble and Rupert is insistent that Candace isn't flipping and Sandra's like she told him everything like there's no strategy of her to tell him everything if she wasn't flipping yeah Ugh. so the other thing to keep in mind is they don't realize that Russell has the idol they are so certain that Danielle has it yeah another thing there it's just, like, embarrassing. I think at one point, like, in Tribal, they, like, say it with such conviction. I'm like, she doesn't fucking have it. You look stupid right now. Yeah. 
It's like you said last week, Ashley, when you assume you make an ass out of you and Colby. (laughs) So there's also, they're all kind of talking and Candace is like, no, I'm I'm good. And and Colby says, if this thing doesn't work, it's Candace's fault. And that's true. And she kind of like laughs at it. She's like, ha ha. And he's like, no, I'm serious. (laughs) Yeah. So then Sandra and Candace talk alone and Sandra's like, we have to do it. And this is when, like you were just talking about, Russell comes up and Sandra's like, Russell, can I have one minute, please? Every time I try to talk to anyone, you're always up in my business. <laughs> I just loved it. I yeah. love it. Nobody ever does that. Whenever somebody comes up, nobody's ever like, um, excuse me. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I know they always, they pretty much always just like include them and just change the conversation if they just don't mm-hmm. want to hear. Yeah. So Sandra is like, why did you tell Russell? Why did you do that? And Candace is like, I think we should have to vote Amanda. And Sandra is like, stop. Why? Like, who do you want to go home? We don't, we literally do not have to vote Amanda. I just like, ugh, I just don't know what Candace thinks she has to gain. But I don't, whatever. I don't know. Russell's just that good. He's just that good. I think Candace definitely though, feels on the outs because Candace's name was thrown around quite a yeah. bit in the beginning so and and as we know really the heroes are out for the men like J, uh, JT the sexist <laughs> as we yeah. know like you know he was not even considering bringing Amanda or Candace to the end it was gonna be him and Rupert and Colby and then like I don't know Russell was even getting thrown in the mix for some unknown reason but I just feel like maybe Candace is just like I'm definitely number four, so maybe if maybe if I go with them, because and if you think about it too, like if I'm Russell or if I'm Parvati, whichever one of them, I think you're gonna want to get rid of the other one. So Candace is like, okay, yeah, they might be working together now, but you know, if I'm Russell or if I'm Parvati, I don't want the other one there because they both played a really good game. So I feel like Candace is kind of like a goat. So I think she might have, a, if she actually did go with them, she could have a better deal. I hate to say it, but you, you're making sense right now. Well, thank you. Let's get to tribal. So first and foremost. Well, I, I, wonder, I actually do want to say really quick before we get to tribal on the way there. Do you notice on Danielle's arm, there's something written in red paint, and it says, I heart you, punkin' butt. <laughs> who is punkin' butt? Yeah, who's who's punkin' butt? Like, I don't... I, um, like, is it punkin' butt? It's like it's like a cutesy way of saying pumpkin. Punkin'. Oh, I see. P-U-N-K. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to know I'm Googling it right now. Me too. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. The first thing that comes up it's an EW article that says survivor Danielle on the cocaine that washed up on the, sh- I don't know. I imagine the shore or whatever. Okay. Well, yeah, um, in, in survivor Panama, yeah, I, my cousin Kimmy sent this to me. I didn't realize this, I guess in, in um, Panama, Danielle's first season, um, Coke washed up on the shore and Shane powers did it. Oh my God. I think I, yeah, I, I'm, we'll further uh, go into this after we wrap up and maybe report back next week, but isn't that wild? Yeah, that is crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we don't know who pumpkin butt is, but yeah, <laughs> good, good for them and their love. Also, wait, I'm dying. So I searched, I heart you pumpkin butt Danielle survivor. <laughs> that was like what I typed in and it just like read it. Anyone else get really high when they watch survivor? 
Oh, man. Oh, my God. And my, the advertisement in the bottom of the EW article is JT playing guitar. Okay. So, mm, all right. Let's get into tribal, and then maybe we can come back to this. Yeah, we'll, we will revisit. I will say, JT is looking real cute on the jury. Oh, my God. I thought, I thought the same thing. Okay. I know this was, like, 10 years ago, but don't you just, like, love a man when you're, like, that's a working man? Because you can just tell that his jeans aren't stylish. Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, I'm watching a show right now that's, like, about cowboys, and, like, JT kind of reminds me of the main character who's hot. Yeah, so. they're cowboy jeans. Yeah. I love it. He also, when he comes in, he does a real cute little, like, face palm, like, being like, I'm an idiot, and it's just very, it's very cute. Yeah, I like, I like when they have a, you know, good attitude about it. They're not bitter. Yeah. I, don't you just hate a bitter juror? Like. I sure do. I mean, oh, I hate it. You know what, though? I hate it, and I love it, because it's. Well, yeah. It's, it's fun to get a, a read Wicked Stepmother speech every now and again. Oh, I mean, of course. No, I love, I love that when they say something snarky or, like crazy or like cutting but i just Mm -hmm. hate when i don't know i hate it when nothing really happened to them they kind of just got outplayed and outlasted and they just are like i don't know mean mugging over there i don't know Mm -hmm. but yeah jt's smiling so jeff kicks it off by being (laughs) jeff's basically like all right who's gonna flip and (laughs) rupert is he's he's really trying his hand at some acting during this tribal he's like well you know the villains have the majority so there's really no reason to flip because if you're you know fifth in line on the villains and you flip to the heroes you're probably going to be fifth in line on the heroes so there's no there's no real point and then you know Sandra says well like I know I'm on the outside so I I don't know and then Russell gets into this and he's like, well, you know, I don't know who's to say we might want to take Sandra to the final three because she's not a challenge threat and she's easy to beat. Yeah. Interesting. And then he's Russell basically starts outlining the different strategies that they all have. He's like, Danielle's aggressive. I'm aggressive. Parvati's charming. Jerry has like calm. And then Sandra's like, what about me? Like, you didn't even mention me. And he's like, well, yeah, Sandra's just kind of there. And it it really is illuminating what we already know. And then this is when I think Rupert's like really overacting because he's like, boy, I wish I knew about these cracks before tribal council. Yeah. <laughs> Rupert, stop. Well, and then it's annoying because they're talking about the idol clue that Danielle got, you know, about the reward. And Colby's like, Danielle has it. And and Rupert's like, oh yes, yeah, she found it. And I'm like, no, she didn't. Yeah. So... Then there's there's one other thing that I kind of missed the context, but I guess they're just talking about like risk and everything. And Russell says, if you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, you go home. Yeah. So that's what he says. And he's like, you know, I'm going to take the risks. Right. He's a risk taker. We we get to the vote and I I truly did not know who was going to go home. So I was excited. And honestly, like I, I... I guess you're right. I, my my feelings don't make I can't make sense out of my feelings, but I I do kind of hope Russell goes home. I don't know. I just like I I don't know. I'm just he's really good. I just I I love it. I don't I'm here for it. 
I, I like it too. I guess for me, why do I feel this way? I guess I'm like there in real time and I'm just like frustrated. I'm like, why? How I how he's so good that they don't see what he's doing, but I'm like, how do you not see it? Well, again, I'm pretty I'm sure playing, that like I'm a player, and I would be like, I can't let him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, again though, because I'm pretty sure that you know, because his season was also in Samoa. I feel like they don't know how dangerous he is because they haven't watched it, mm-hmm. so they, you know don't really quite understand as much as we do, but I don't know. It's actually, it's actually very weird for me because I find I definitely like flip flop alliances as you know, as if I'm playing, no, I'm not, but like who I'm rooting for, I really just have a tendency to root for the underdog. So someone I didn't like before when they become the underdog, then I sometimes am rooting for them, which you would think like the heroes, they're the ones with the lower numbers. Like I should be rooting for them. I just think that there's no one on the heroes. I like that much. Yeah, I guess like they're all like they all a lot of them annoy me in a way. So I think it's just because there's no one over there that I really like that I I, I haven't jumped ship. I'm still on the Russell train. That's fair. That's jump, fair. I haven't jumped ship. Yeah. <laughs> all right, good title. Oh, all right. Well, let's let's get to the vote. And my my favorite part here is Jeff goes, "I'll go tally the votes," and Courtney on the jury goes, "You do that." Wait, no. My favorite part is when. It's Russell's turn to vote, and she does, like, a gag. Like, she, like, sticks her tongue out and, like, simulates vomiting. I wish Courtney was on every single jury ever. Seriously, she's so funny. Oh, it's so good. So, Jeff comes back, and Russell stands up, and he plays his idol. Were you surprised by this? I, you know, what he said before they went, he was playing the idol tonight. Like, to us, the audience, he did say he was going to. But I was surprised he played it for himself. Yeah. Well, I think he's just salty. Yeah. So he plays it for himself. And then shall I read the votes? Yes, you shall. All right. Got Amanda. Amanda. Parvati. This is where I noted that Courtney's like cracking up yeah. at this point. <laughs> Me too. I, re- I was about to interrupt and be like, Courtney starts cracking up after they read Parv's name. Is she cracking up because she realizes that Russell didn't need to play his idol? Yes, like, well, okay. yeah, like she's like laughing either that Parvati's going to go home and their plan's not going to work or that Russell wasted his idol or combination of both. Mm-hmm. She's laughing so, at the misfortune of the villains that she's perceiving. So then we get another vote for Parvati and it's it's two against two votes. And then we get Amanda. Amanda, that's four. Parvati, that's three for Parv, and then we get the final vote for Amanda. That's gonna be enough. Bring me your torch. And this is the first time that Amanda has ever had her torch snuffed. Yeah, she says, okay, Jeff, I know you've been waiting forever to do this. And it's like, mm-hmm. really? Does Jeff care that much about you? <laughs> so so Parvati kind of says on the side to Russell, she's like, you wasted that one. Rolls her eyes. Yeah. He, he did say, he said, I had to. I'm never that nervous. So, I mean, the heroes are doing something right to make Russell throw his idol away. Jeff's final words at this tribal are, in spite of another hero being voted out, it's clear the villains are not one big happy family. Yep. And that's, that's the episode. I'll, I'll, I think we, we kind of touched on most of the trivia. Uh, you know, it was Jerry's first individual immunity, Amanda's first time being voted out. We got the, the three ship episode title trend. 
One thing I wanted to point out, because I've been every episode lately, I've been looking at the Survivor fandom wiki and sharing some little tidbits. And lately they have these summaries of what happens at Ponderosa. And it's it's pretty similar, but the cutest part, you're going to love this, Uh is, okay, apparently... At one point, Amanda talks to Coach about his relationship with Jerry and what happened in the game between the two of them. And Coach explains what happened early on. And all of the others are telling Coach, like, you know, she she really did like you. The way she talked about you, she she really did like you. Aww. It's kind of cute. I wish they, those two crazy kids ended up together. Aww. I know, me too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know their current relationship status, but I mean, or maybe Coach will end up with one of our friends at Escaping Reality podcast. <laughs> I, I really hope so. That that kind of kicks us in nicely. <laughs> God, to well, I did. I, did you have any other thoughts on the episode? Because I did have something I wanted to say. No, let's let's hear it. Which okay. Got? Well, I just wanted to note that Candace did vote for Amanda because only five votes for Amanda were red. Because that was enough needed. Because mm-hmm. there was nine, but there was a sixth vote for Amanda. So really, at this point, you know, Candace and I don't know if they held up Candace or Sandra's Amanda vote. Like the handwriting maybe could be identifiable, but if if Candace's vote wasn't held up, she could still like play both sides. Like she could tell the heroes that she voted for for Parvati and and they wouldn't they'd be none the wiser so I, I just thought that yeah. was interesting she did actually flip but there's a chance that she could you know hide that right yeah the only three people who voted for Parv were Amanda Colby and Rupert yeah so this this ties in nicely to Survivor Scuttlebutt because I had a couple things that I noted <laughs> this week and uh one of which I shared on our Instagram story but it cracked me up so Something big that happened in Bachelor Nation that's, you know, everyone's been waiting for, everyone's had an opinion on is Claire and Dale from The Bachelorette broke up. But what was most surprising to me was that Coach on his Instagram was posting about it. And I was like, wait a minute, Coach, like, since when are you a Bachelor Nation member? I... Okay, my new official dream, like, you know, you know, there's some people that like, we would just love to have on the podcast. I, my dream is to have coach come on to talk about the bachelorette with us or the bachelor. Oh my God. Yeah. Not even talk a word about survivor. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, coach, we're here to talk about reality TV. <laughs> the bachelor. That, that would be incredible. Sur- survivor who? What? Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. The, the second thing on my list, you know, I've been loving these uh entertainment weekly survivor quarantine questionnaires that they've been putting out and the one this week was sweet angel donathan one of our faves from ghost island love donathan i i I need to read that he said two things that that caught my attention overall like his was some of them some of these questionnaires have been like really dark and has been like players being like yeah, I came back into into reality and like I couldn't sleep. I was hoarding food. They're like really dark. But Donathan's was like, yeah, it was great. I had a great time. I it was I was happy with my edit. Just like overall very sweet. Two things that jumped out at me was he was the one that said when he went to tribal, he had his bag with him. 
but when he walked off to leave he forgot it and he heard that all of his all of the people on the tribe were like trying to get his attention to be like Donathan your bag your bag but like they the producers were kind of like hurrying him along or like telling them to be quiet or something so then he just didn't get his bag and that sucks um the second thing is you know they asked him a question like what is what's something from you know maybe like old school survivor like that you wish could change or that you wish they would bring back and he said i wish they would bring back night challenges because i just love like the lighting and the glow of the fire and i was like yes donathan me too like that because i've been watching all of these old seasons and that's when they do stuff like that and they're so fun. They feel special. It feels different. It spices it up. I I love a night challenge. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that when they do like the tr- like they learn a story or they like yes. get asked trivia and they have to like run through the jungle and like grab stuff and yeah, it's fun. It is fun. Anything catch your eye this week? Um, okay. <laughs> right before we started recording I was you know scrolling Instagram as I do you know for 10 hours every day according to my screen time notifications that come up no every shame. week it's like your screen time was down 8, 8% this week you were only on your phone for like 8 hours and 36 minutes a day like it's down at 10 hours damn um, Boston Rob has a cookbook coming out and honestly he on his Instagram he posts some of the food he makes and it looks really good so you know might be worth checking out it's like called like Boston Rob's family cookbook or something I by Robert C Mariano (laughs) I don't want to be rude but I'm gonna be a little rude Okay, I'm just like, so we talked about this a few episodes ago, how he has this new, like, Weight Watchers sponsorship. Oh, yes. And I, as I maybe have talked about, maybe not, I just, like, I'm very particular about the the sponsorships that I like, and his just feels very forced, like, it feels like kind of, like, he he shared, like a, like, a chicken soup recipe or something earlier this week. And it just struck me as he was like, oh, shoot, got to do another WW post. Like, what can I whip up real quick for this? Yeah, it doesn't feel, like, authentic. It doesn't. Whereas, like, and I I think I shared her profile with you. My friend Claire is also a Weight Watchers or WW uh, partner. And, like, she, like, literally lives it. And it's, like, she's doing it anyway. She was doing posts about them before she was even a partner. And it just feels, like, very authentic and stuff. Yeah. And oh, no, I, I, I don't follow, know. I mean, I, Laura, as a fat person, you know I, I follow tons of Watcher influencers. Like, I, I actually, though, have, have done something very therapeutic. And I was kind of inspired by you, really. Because when you were just, like... I don't follow Ashley I and Jared like I unfollowed mm-hmm. them and I was like you know what I need to clean up my fucking Instagram follows by giving like do, you know unfollowing someone that I don't want to give them money you know because as we know you know a fo- your follows and your likes are currency um on social media so you don't want to give those to people like we had to unfollow Joe Anglum but there's mm-hmm. so many people like I follow from like so many reality shows and it's like I don't care about this person anymore. Like yeah. I cared about them in the moment mm-hmm. and 
But you can always follow them again later. Like, say they you come You can always back. just go check, check in on them, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, as long as they're not private. So I, like, have unfollowed. And also, I've, I've unfollowed a lot of, like, diet accounts and stuff. Because, honestly, like, it does suck when you're, like, on Instagram living your life. And, like, you diet culture is, like, shoved in your face mm-hmm. all day long. It's, like, distracting. So I unfollowed a, a lot of accounts like that. And just a lot of, like, you know, reality. Or even a, an actor. I'm, like, if their content, like... If I don't give a shit what they're doing and they don't like have good content, why am I following them? Who Exactly. Yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of that lately. Like I I unfollowed like I don't know, like I I unfollowed like people like I'm trying to think of a good example, but it was you know, just like actresses that I like I don't I don't need to know what Kristen Bell is doing. I know she's America's sweetheart, everybody loves her, but like she, I just you know don't what? get it. People don't not everyone does. She's actually very, very polarizing which I learned today. I like, I like her. I find her like, de- I delightful. Like her. I just like, I don't like, this is the thing. Like for me, I, cause I, it's funny you say it. Cause I, I do this regularly with this, like, who should I follow? Whereas like Reese Witherspoon, she oh. gives me something. She gives yeah. me both recommendations. That is relevant to me and my interests. You know and what I has, mean? And, and she has a cute little puppy and she yeah. and, and she's funny. Like she has this like video of her making a smoothie that Carrie Washington told her about. And I and I want to make the smoothie now. Or like I even cute. I even unfollowed like Jake Gyllenhaal, who I love, but like hardly ever posts. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't need that number in my following. Exactly. Oh my god. Can I, get- I have so many like I still follow sixteen hundred accounts i'm i'm probably around like a thousand and thirty can i give you a good tip that i that actually is a tip from becca martinez from bachelor nation she she made the point that it's like if you're just scrolling through that list of a thousand it's pretty daunting what is nice and fun to do fun i don't know it's (laughs) it's nice to do is to type in a letter oh i i did this i literally will sit laura on my couch this week i'll be like okay you need to unfollow 50 accounts and i'll just type in a combination of letters i'll be like like dc and then anything that anyone that has a d and a c will come up and i'll be like who the fuck's that unfollow 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 and you uncover some shit because like as i'm doing this i'm like what the hell? When did I start following this bot? It's just a profile pic of like big boobs. And I'm like, I don't know how that robot hacked its way into my followers list, but like, I did not follow this account. So it's like, I don't know. You just, there's people you follow that you probably don't even realize that maybe like you followed them 10 years ago and they don't post anymore. And I think it's, it's the reason it's nice to do is because then you realize how much content that you actually like from yeah. people you actually like that you're not seeing because it's so cluttered. Like I'd rather have a smaller list of people I'm following and be able to see every piece of content that they post yeah. than have to like wade through, you know. Exactly. And something else I feel like that has been good for my mental health. There's like a few exceptions that I kept. I won't name them because this is rude, but <laughs> I actually like started unfollowing people that I hate follow. Cause I'm like, why the Same. fuck am I bringing this negativity into the world? Like, why am I following this person to mock them? Or joke yeah, them? Like that's fucked up. Yeah. And so for me, it's, it, there's two components to hate following. <laughs> there's like the people that like you, the way you just described it of like, I'm mocking them. I hate them. But then there's also these people, like I'm talking like influencers with just these like really, awfully polished lives that it's like I don't hate 
them, but I, it just. You don't find them authentic. I don't find them authentic and it, it makes me feel less than in a way. Yeah. And like one, I'll just give one example, but there is a person I followed. Her name is um, Naomi and her Instagram handle, I think is like Taza or love Taza. And okay. she's like a real big Mormon mommy blogger. But I, I followed her. Like I, but I was huge into blogs back in the day. Like 2011 2012 and I would read her blog and it was like her and her husband and they had two little kids and it was cute they had all these New York adventures and she during the pandemic got like nearly canceled because she basically said they have like I don't know like five or six kids at this point and they rented an RV and fled New York City and it happened to be during it was like they left the day that New York City put the travel restrictions in place. Yeah. And they they got like a lot of flack because it was like I don't know, it's just this like really tacky, almost like unintentionally tacky showing of wealth of being like, oh, we can just run an RV and leave and the rules don't apply to us and now they live in Arizona and they have a cow and like I I don't know. I it's like what I've seen that a lot too like oh like must be nice to just be able to leave New York City but it's like I don't know if there's a deadly pandemic infesting New York City and like it could kill you like why can't you just leave and move if you have well, to keep yourself safe I don't know I, I I think the thinking was that like if you are renting an RV and you have a family of six and you're driving from New York to Arizona then inevitably you're going to be making stops along the way so it's oh, okay it's like you're bringing the disease elsewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I, guess I, I guess that makes, uh, if you could, okay, I would have liked maybe if they just left the city then and then like just stayed in an Airbnb to quarantine or something for a second. Yeah, listen, I, I follow, there's this other account I follow called Young House Love and they moved from Virginia to Florida and they bought something called pee bags on Amazon that you pee into the bag and it turns your pee into like a solid and then you don't have to stop and use a public bathroom and they just drove straight from Virginia to Florida and like I did not have an issue with that and I think also like those states had different restrictions I think the issue was like New York City was such a hotbed that it was like anyway that's just one example but she doesn't even bother me that much and I I do from time to time I like she like they have really cute style and stuff so like I like looking at their pictures, so I'll still go on her Instagram on occasion and, like, check in. Yeah. It's just, like, seeing it in my feed on a regular basis, just, like, it wasn't making – it wasn't adding anything to my life. You know what I mean? I know exactly. Yeah, well, and I hate – I hate those, like, curated Instagram accounts that, like, are all, like – there's, like, a color scheme to all the pictures, mm-hmm. and it's literally just, like, a picture of them in an outfit, and it says – and like the caption has nothing to do with the picture of them in the outfit. I just would, I don't know. I just, why do I want to look at that? It's like manufactured, you know, I like, I don't know. I like maybe more of a real glimpse or like variety. So yeah. Yeah. So no, it's been really nice. I think oh, the whole point is we were saying that Boston Rob is a WW partner and just doesn't feel authentic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do still follow him on Instagram. Another thing I did. Oh, same thing. For, survivor wise i did unfollow a lot of people on my personal instagram because like why why can't i just go to our idol chatter instagram to watch but i like to keep it separate as well except for i have a few exceptions exactly like bryce wendell hannah shapiro 
like yeah. of a Boston Robin. The homies, the homies. Yeah, Sandra. You know, <laughs> they're definitely. I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm like forgetting some of my favorite. And Michelle Fitzgerald, like yeah, Nick Wilson. You know, <laughs> yeah. No, there are quite a few people that I did keep, and and like our girl Sugar. You know, I like her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I. But it it was refreshing. It's really nice to just like do a purge every once in a while. Something else, I I don't mean to talk about this forever, but I, I could, mm-hmm. is I would find myself like continuously following different hotels and restaurants in, in various cities around the world because I'd be like, oh my God, once I, if I ever make it to Austin, Texas, I'm not going to forget about this breakfast spot. But then I would have like so many irrelevant follows that like, so what I started doing is when I see those things, I bookmark them. And like, I'm just like, honestly, not to brag, like impressed by my bookmarks because I'm trying, okay, or they call them saved, but like I have a saved, saved, I make folders. So I have one for like Austin, California, hotels to stay at, New Orleans, miscellaneous travel, Massachusetts, the Catskill, like I just, for every place. And then when I see a restaurant or a hotel that I think is cute, I put it in that city. Oh, that's smart. But then it's not cluttering up my follows. Yeah. No, I'm definitely looking forward to it. There's so many things too. Yeah, it's like, oh, like I watch Top Chef and then I follow the chef and then I follow their restaurant. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm probably not going to go. <laughs> you know, if they have really good food picks though, like, or like if they post like interesting food that gives me an idea of something I can maybe make, I'll still follow a restaurant yeah. even if it's not near me. Yeah. But, yeah. I also like if you want to unfollow like some reality people or celebrities it's good to just follow accounts that post about it. Like I don't have to follow every person from like the real housewives because if something happens or something's notable, even if it's not that notable, I follow like a Bravo account that makes memes and right. stuff too. And then they, you know, fill me in. Like I have like Lucy on the ground and like Christine, Bianca Villa, like they will let me know if something happens. So appreciate that. Or like, like the bachelor too. Well, speaking of some of our interests, should we get into luxury items? Yeah, sure. You go well, first because you probably have more than me. I have two. Okay. So there's so Chatterbox, this is a segment where we talk about things outside Survivor that we are enjoying this week. I okay, this is gonna I I'm I, I need to try and be concise, but I probably won't. We started watching the show Yellowstone. Okay. Lauren watched this a while ago and I definitely thought it was like a national park documentary. Yeah. It is not. It's a it's a show about Have you watched you have not watched Succession yet, right? I have not and I well I watched like I watched like the first episode and like I know it was good but it wasn't what I was in the mood for at that time. So I just like didn't continue, but I know it's like the best show ever and I need to watch it. It was really good. Well, I would describe Yellowstone as succession, but with cowboys. <laughs> it's it's been it's been challenging for a couple of reasons to watch because what channel is that on? That's the thing, Ashley. It's on fucking Peacock. It was a it's a Paramount show, like Paramount okay. Network. But it's on Peacock and I'm I'm gonna tr- I'm, I'm I can feel my blood pressure raising as I talk about this. And guys, this is the thing. Now that I'm pregnant, the most minuscule things, like I'm very emotional, but I think when I, before I was pregnant and people would be like, oh yeah, you're so emotional. I thought that just meant like you cry very easily. 
which I do, but I also feel extreme levels of rage, like deeper than I ever did about dumber shit than I ever did. So as I'm talking about this, my blood pressure is skyrocketing. (laughs) Okay. So Peacock. You can, I think, like, do, like, a free trial, but then if you are an existing Xfinity customer, you automatically get Peacock Premium, which we are. Uh, Uh, Somebody in my household also works for their parent company. So we get free HBO Max, free Showtime, not to brag. But so (laughs) here I am assuming that I will get the free premium version of Peacock which we we get Peacock Premium, but it still has fucking commercials. And I am losing my damn mind because I I don't mind if I'm watching TV, that's fine. But if I'm watching, I'm getting, I'm sorry, I'm getting so upset. If I'm (laughs) watching a streaming service, like I will always gladly pay the extra couple of bucks to not have commercials. Like I, I don't have time for it. So come to find out, if you don't want commercials, you need Peacock Premium Plus. Oh my god. Which I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like you're why say why say that it is free to Xfinity customers if only the commercial version is? I, I this is such a first world problem and I sound so spoiled, but it just annoys me. And the thing is for a show like Yellowstone, I don't mind it as much because it's a longer show. It's like an hour. So a commercial here or there that I, and I haven't seen it before. Okay, fine. But they also, Peacock is now the only place where you can watch The Office or Parks and Rec, both shows that Matt and I watch regularly. But I get annoyed because I don't want to watch The Office with commercials. It's a 20-minute show. And if I have to watch five commercials, like, I don't even talk about it anymore. But it just annoys me. Oh, no. That is really annoying. I I know because I used to watch Parks and Rec as one of, like, my going to sleep shows where, you know, I've seen it so many times. I just put it on and then I, you know, pass out eventually. And I haven't even tried to watch yeah. it. I didn't realize it was on Peacock. I do like, see, I have HBO Max. And so some stuff like Friends has moved to that. And mm-hmm. I think, I can't remember. I was also, I think on who I was watching um, 30 Rock the other day. Oh, I, sh- I should have said it as my luxury item. I mean, I still could. But that moved to Hulu, maybe? I can't remember. But I know they keep jumping. They keep leaving Netflix and it pisses me off. Yeah. So the other thing about Yellowstone is that it's very dark. It's very heavy. And this is the other weird thing about being pregnant, Ashley, is like, I truly can't watch reality TV because it does, the way that I'm feeling now is what reality TV does to me. Like, The Bachelor, truly, I should stop watching it. It, I I was watching it last week screaming at my TV. I haven't been able to bring myself to watch Real Housewives of Potomac because there's just something about reality TV that upsets me. Mm. But I can watch... Yellowstone, where there's like animals being slaughtered, no oh. problem. It doesn't make any sense, but it's the way it is. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, your um your anger hasn't um. Made... <sighs> Laura, I don't even know what I'm saying. Luckily, this doesn't apply to Survivor, and you're able to watch no, no, our no. episodes every week. Yeah, thank God. But the thing about the thing about Yellowstone is it is very dark and heavy. So 
Matt and I are watching it together and he kind of prefers to just watch two episodes a night, which by all means is like a healthy way to be. But sometimes I get upset because I don't have a lot going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I find a show I like, I just want to like sink into that. So I, I, I don't know. I did cry about it this week and I was literally crying and laughing at the same time because I knew how ridiculous I was being. I mean, it's not like, your fault. I, no, I know. Your emotions are just amplified. I mean, I'm not even pregnant, but I just have really, really, really awful PMS and I am just like a monster. I can't even describe it. Like the tiniest little thing will just like set me off and I have to take a step back sometimes and just remind myself that it's not, it's not you. It's your hormones. Yeah. Well, what's one of yours? Um, well, I'll say I, um, did you watch 30 Rock? Yes. Oh my God. I forgot how funny it was. I, you know, I, the reason I started watching it just the other day, I think, oh, you know what? I started watching it because I've been watching a lot of shows with my parents. Like, I feel like every day after work, I'm like, oh, like what show am I going to watch tonight? Mm -hmm. And I can't decide. So I end up just sitting on the couch forever and like watching my mom. I, I, I mentioned this previously. My mom records any new game show or whatever that comes out. She's DVRing it and checking it out. It's wild to me. Like have even, did you see, I, I don't know what it's called, but there's like ridiculous shows on like CBS or NBC where it like, competition math dancer oh but she's watching that um mm-hmm. but I'm, ta- I'm talking about those ones that are like okay imagine like american ninja warrior but like goofy mm-hmm. and like regular people I, like, I don't even know any stupid show like that they're watching it cracks me up but jane um krakowski is the host of some like it's called like name that tune or something yeah i've watched like three episodes of that at this point but she's the host of it and i was like oh man i was like i want to watch uh 30 Rock, and yeah, it's just, it's really funny. Everyone should watch it if they haven't yet. I, oh, and I, also Alec Baldwin, too. Sorry, like the, the Hilaria, Hilaria stuff with Alec also got me intrigued. Because I'm like, damn, I really uh, do like Alec Baldwin. It's a shame this is happening. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just got, um, into a rabbit hole where I was Googling coach and Jerry earlier and CBS has like just one of their random articles that's like the hottest desert island hookups in survivor history and it's just like I'll 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 post the link in our stories or whatever but there are some that are like not hookups at all just like people who are in an alliance but the one that stopped me in my tracks just now was James and Parvati and I was like excuse me but it's like they just were flirting yeah, so. one, yeah, season 16. Well, because Amanda and Ozzy were, like, actually making out. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, like, James and Ozzy and then Amanda and Parvati. Like, they were kind of, like, in an alliance together. And But I feel like it was, like, implied something was going on with James and Parvati. But she is just, you know, she is a flirt, so. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, 30 Rock. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. Every, yeah, I, mean, I don't have much to say. It's just, it's really funny. Everyone should watch it. So... Because of the whole Yellowstone, Matt can only watch two episodes. He was like, why don't you find another show to watch, like, on your own? And I was like, I don't want to. But then I did. (laughs) And I started watching The Newsroom on HBO Max, which I have never seen before. But it's so good. Like, again, it's kind of something you have to be in the mood for. You have to be in the mood for, like, a a drama. But it's 
It's really, really good. I'm, I started it Friday night, I think, and I'm already like into season two. Nice. How many seasons are there of that? I think just three. Three? Okay. Yeah. But I started watching it and I posted on Instagram and so many people, probably like five people, were like, oh my God, like this is the best show ever. It's my favorite show. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Something worth checking out. I'm like, mm-hmm. see, I really like don't have anything because like, again, I, I don't know. I've just been watching like the challenge and I actually didn't, I actually even watched the challenge last night. I didn't do my like weekly Real Housewives of Potomac. So like, I, I don't, maybe I'll do that later today. I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of chill. I don't know. You don't need to be into something. Ever. It's, it's unreasonable to expect we're going to have new stuff every single week. Yeah. So yeah, I've been just, I've been watching shows with my parents though. So like, I guess, you know, did, did I, did I talk about this last week? I literally don't remember. Did I tell you about, did I talk about the one I did? the chase with um the jeopardy yes you did talk about that last week there's a second one that because my mom dvrs these i think they're on thursday night and so then friday night we and my brother's been um he works nights so he's at home so like my parents and i eat pizza and watch these shows together it's actually kind of cute you know It's, Mm -hmm. it's it's like a new tradition that's emerged and there's one called the hustler i didn't talk about this one did i uh i don't think no but i've seen i've seen so many commercials for it it's not that great i don't know why there would be so many commercials for it but it's like it is kind of interesting though because it's okay so um it's five people and they're just sitting in like what looks like an english like library in someone's home with like like velvet chairs um and it's hosted by craig ferguson who i like he's funny um Mm -hmm. and they they sit there and one of them is the hustler and the hustler knows the answer to all of the questions. I guess they're given them. So they give a clue about the hustler, about their life. They're like, oh, like the hustler, like bought a Porsche. The hustler has been to this country. The hustler speaks six languages. They give a clue about them. And then as a group, they have to answer a question. So each of them are determining, they're trying to figure out who the hustler is. Mm-hmm. Um, then after a few questions and then they win money if they get a question right so the thing is the hustler knows all the answers but they obviously don't want to they don't want to expose themselves as being the hustler they they don't want people to be able to guess who they are so some they have Mm -hmm. to let some of the questions go but then they also have to present it in a way that's like oh i you know i think it might be this answer because of this reason you know they have to like you know it's about their acting so and then the hustler every few questions they vote someone out but it's anonymous because, you know, they, the whole point is they're trying to hide. And then at the end, there's three of them left. And if the two people can identify who the hustler is and vote for them, they win the money. But if they get it wrong, then the hustler wins the money. I don't know. I, it's like, <laughs> it sounds complicated. It's not. It's very just it's pretty straightforward. And it, it's, it's fun to guess. I don't know. Just like my parents, my dad's like, it's the lady in the red shirt. it's it's trying to throw you off because it it was like this this person like owned a lot of guns or something and my my dad's like they want you to think it's the guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) sexist dad but okay but yeah back in back in the day we used to have game nights we played this one game called secret hitler and that was kind of oh god what a name yeah it was yeah it's it's you had to like pick somebody would be hitler and the goal was to like figure out who who it was i don't know yeah, it sounds fun. <laughs> well, that's. I think we have a good variety. I, I, so I, I always love when we have like the same 
item type like you know when it's like we we both have tv shows but they're different tv shows very fun um i do you know just because i think it's something we touch on a lot i feel like maybe it's just worth talking about a little bit how about claire and dale's breakup on from the bachelorette (sighs) i know we briefly talked about it earlier but it is just i mean okay it surprises no one. As, I mean, if you've listened to any of our past episodes, like, you know how I feel. Like, I was very, like, hating on Claire at first, and Laura was, you know, advocating for her, and, like, you know. I wasn't, at, here's the thing. I don't have any particular affinity towards Claire. Yeah. I really don't. I just, I I appreciated them trying to have a 40-year-old bachelorette, and I, I don't know. That was, that was really it. I just. I, I think they, like, I don't know want, what happened. You want people to find love too. So you were very like, yeah. I want them to be happy. And I was always like, I watch for the drama. I will say after Zach and Tasha, I'm like kind of more for the love now and less about there's so <laughs> much drama this season with Matt. And I'm, I'm kind of just like, these girls are annoying and awful. Yeah. I will there's, say, oh, go ahead. Yeah. There's no, the, no, none of them appear to be a Zach Clark. Yeah, I mean, who is? The, the, that video, like, the Curious George birthday. like They're so happy. The picture, like, when the when the still of Zach's face, he literally just looked like, and it's not even like he's smiling, the biggest smile in the world, but you can just tell he's so happy. It's beautiful. I love it. If they if they break up, I will die. I'm not even <laughs> I will just lose the will to live in my body. I know. I will just, you know, turn to dust. But. I I feel the same. Claire Claire and Dale, we I think we all knew it was coming. I just I keep trying to figure out where it all went wrong. And like who are we mad at? Because it's hard. Who are we mad at production or are we mad at Dale? We I think we're a little I think we're a little bit mad at everybody. And it's just like why did they cast why did they cast Claire in the first place if they were gonna like try and push her out, which I think it's clear they kind of did. They contrived all of these situations to maximize her time alone with Dale so that she could form these feelings. And they said like, oh, it's clear she liked him. So we had to, you know, hurry it along. But I think they Dale should have never been forced to propose for the love of God. Claire, I think that they their heart was in the right place by casting her. Like, I don't, I mean, unless, are there people that think that they always wanted to give her the boot or no, like from the beginning before it even started or that they just. Kind of. And I I wish they would learn their lesson because like when they brought, when they did Ari from many seasons ago, that didn't work. Claire from many seasons ago, that didn't work. And I think it's like, I don't know. I want them to keep trying to have older contestants, but there's got to be some kind of secret sauce where like, yeah. you know, and it, you know, to be fair, it was a pandemic. She, she was probably one of the only leads to ever have this early access to their social media, but I don't know. I think mostly I'm upset with production for essentially forcing a guy to propose to someone he only knew for two weeks and truly he had what was his option if he said no he would have looked like the biggest asshole in the world i mean i wouldn't okay i think the best thing for everyone it's hard though because claire really like i feel like it's do or die for her like she really wants to get married and have babies and like you know she is 
like probably like what for, like going to turn 40 in yeah i think she's i think she's an aries i looked it up because i was like oh, she's she seemed leo-ish to me <laughs> but i think she's an aries um so i mean i feel like for her she's like really wants it so i guess really if dale was just like okay like i feel like there's nothing i, th- I feel like there's no way it could have worked out because you know either he proposes against his will and then they break up like this if he were to be like oh you know let's i i you know I want to see where this goes. Let's leave together and explore it. Claire's going to be like, well, no, like I want to get married. So like, do I stay here and explore things with these other guys? If they're going to give that to me and you're not, but if she did, her heart would still be with Dale and it wouldn't work. So there, I really just feel like there's no good solution, but he shouldn't have, I, I don't know. He shouldn't have proposed. Mm-mm. He wasn't sure. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But it's weird. I really want to know though. I don't know, his sister doing stuff on social media, like, implying that people are dragging him and, like, you know, he's kind of, like, the victim here. I don't know. Here's the other thing for me is production, Chris Harrison, they were saying, they were, like, once it became clear that Claire was obsessed with Dale, we knew that we had to get her out of there because it would have been a boring season to just watch her be in love with one guy. Oh. And look, none of this to take away from Tasha. I'm so glad we got Tasha. I wish we got a proper full season of Tasha. Yeah. But uh, that aside, here's the thing. They've had to do that before. They've had plenty of seasons where there's been one clear front runner from the get-go. And then guess what? It's the editor's job to put yeah. together a compelling story. Like, Rachel Lindsay said, you know, she was like, for me, it was always Brian. Nick Vial said, for me, it was always Vanessa. And that, they still managed to cobble a season together out of that. So I don't know why it couldn't have been. I feel like Claire done. can, I don't know. I just look at Claire, though, and I look at Rachel and Nick, and I just feel like they could, they they could do a better job acting. With Claire, it was yeah. just so obvious she wouldn't even give the other guys the time of day. That's true, but, like, I wonder if she just wasn't encouraged. And, like, I just think about Nick Vial, like, because, I, again, I, I I unsubscribe to it now that I got the Vanessa episode, now that I listened to that. But I, I subscribed to his Patreon where he had these talks with, like, Vanessa and, and so on. And he said, like, from the, from the very early on, he said to the producers, he was like, look, I get what I have to do watch out for me, watch out for Vanessa, and I will go along with everything. Yeah. So why couldn't, why couldn't the producers have just been like, look, Claire, we get that you're obsessed with Dale, but we need you to at least go through these motions. And then maybe. I do not think she has it in her. You really think? I don't know. She she could. (sighs) I don't know. She, she did a, poor job at it i'm just saying i wonder i wonder if some of the other contestants did a poor job at it but they just didn't include that in the edit and again production was contriving these situations like the one where sorry we don't need to uh, this is like i said i can't watch reality tv but this like when the the what's his face yosef was like you're the oldest bachelorette ever and then they like held all the guys back and they were like dale go to her comfort her yeah, no, I know, I know. I, I just don't know what the right thing is. But, uh, well, basically, I mean, for those of you that don't watch, you know, I guess maybe just a little context. So as we know, 
Claire, after like two weeks, just left with Dale. He proposed and everyone just has been like, we don't trust this. Like, I don't know. It was just like very clear she was more into him than he was to her. And so no one and everyone was just like, this isn't going to last. But, you know, they still have been continuing to post like all this lovey shit on social media. Like, but then Dale posted in his story and then on his feed this and now there were rumors like on Dumois and other places oh this reality tv couple broke up or like people were speculating because um claire posted something on her instagram story of her like holding her mom's hand or her mom gave her a tissue um or something because she knows she could tell that she's in her her mom um, has alzheimer's um and she's in a facility so claire was visiting her and she was like you know even now like my mom can still tell like when you know when i when I need like love or like, and she like held her hand and stuff. So everyone was just like, Oh my God, did they break up? Did they break up? But so Dale posted on his story, which it might be gone at this point because he has been taking it down and putting it back up. Yeah. He keeps like archiving it for some reason. And, but basically it was him saying, Oh, Claire and I have decided to go our separate ways. It's like, you know, it, Oh my God. You know, what's so funny. When I go to Instagram, literally, it was there is the first thing in his grid for a second. And then it, because I must have been on his page recently. And then just like in a flash, it's gone. Damn. Damn. But anyway, so he just made some kind of, you know, statement saying they've gone their separate ways. And Claire, you know, wanted some time to like mourn the relationship and didn't want to announce it. And he did it without consulting her. I think based on what she followed up with, with her post, was that it seems to me, and I might be reading into this, that maybe in her mind, they were taking some space, but in Dale's mind, she was like, this is fucking over. (laughs) I, okay, I took it as they did break up, but, like, Dale made the post kind of, like, as it, as on behalf of both of them, kind of, like, we've decided this. So Claire said, I was made aware of a mutual, in quotation marks, statement at the Mm -hmm. same time you all were. So I've needed some time to really digest this. So she just, she kind of wanted to, you know, process it for a while. So, you know, that sucks for her. Like, imagine someone, like something really terrible that's happened to you going public without your consent. Like, and by the person that, you know, betrayed you. It just sucks. It just is, it looks so embarrassing for her. And I, I will say, like, I think, you know, a little bit she it's hard to say because I want to say she put herself in the position but also there's bachelorettes like Hannah Brown who committed to a full season had multiple suitors and chose one fucking Jed and she was more embarrassed than anybody so it's you know I I I think to any extent it's two weeks versus a month what's the real difference here you're taking a gamble either way but I think the thing that made it embarrassing is that she was just like so into him. And yeah, it's just, I, I, I really, I, I don't know. It is what it is, right? Like there's no point in being like, what if she had done this? What if she had picked him? Like, yeah, this was her destiny. And I, I really just hope she, she's able to, to find some happiness. And I, I, again, it's, I, I kind of, I I don't know if I should, if I want to blame Dale. I mean, he's definitely somebody who's I think a little bit in it for the fame. Like he's a host, model, whatever. Like I just I I think in a way it 
if he was in it for the fame, though, I think it would have behooved him more to come stay in the relationship at least a little bit longer because well, it makes him look really bad now. I saw some stuff that they might have even broken up or something trouble happened in November because um, Danny Pellegrino, um, he, he does a lot of Bravo stuff. He has a podcast. He was on Watch What Happens Live uh, this past week uh, with some other Bravo in, like influencers. Um so yeah, I, I follow him. He said that Dale and Claire were supposed to come on his podcast in November, and then like it was all agreed upon. And then two days later, the publicist publicist was like, "Oh, like or their eight who are their assist? I don't know whoever manager. I don't, I don't know whoever contacted him and was like, oh, we're gonna have to revisit this.' So it's like, did they break up then? And I they don't just know. It, it's been for show." Or, like, they, they went away together, like, last weekend or something, and that's when, like, his cousin, like, unfollowed her and posted something. So, like, did they have some kind of blow-up, like, on their trip? Like, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that Airbnb, you know? But, yeah, I but, guess. Uh, sorry, I'm dying. I'm just, like, scrolling Instagram while we talk, and it's, like, a TikTok, and it's, like, how I imagine Claire and Dale's breakup. <laughs> I can't, there's no sound on, so I, I don't know how she imagines it. But I, I'm going to bookmark this bad boy and come back to it later. Uh, we're all talking a lot of, a lot of people are also speculating that part of the problem was like she's based in is it San Diego or San Sacramento. Francisco Sacramento wow didn't even didn't even get it right <laughs> she's based in Sa- <laughs> she's based in Sacramento and she she really has to be there because that's where her mother's care facility is and you know Dale wants to live in New York City and be in a city and that's yeah. not an option for her and that's you know probably something they should have talked about before getting engaged you know it's hard i think dale he has every right to go on the show just like all of these other people that are there you know besides our sweet sweet soul zach clark that are there just to get an instagram following you know and get opportunities like he has just he has the same right as everyone to do that but it's just he found himself in a position that he like felt like there was no escape from you know, it wasn't supposed to that's, go this far. That's why ultimately I blame production. Yeah, I blame Chris Harrison. So do I. And uh, what's his name? Mike Fleiss? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I blame them. Let us know what you guys think about all of it. I'm, I'm curious to hear everyone else's Coach, thoughts. Coach Wade, please. Coach, please. Slide let us know. DMs, tag us. Call us. Oh, oh, come, come over. Come over. I'll give you my address. Come on the show. We'll do um coach we'll do Dragon Slayer Chi. Dragons Dragon Slayer Chi. Oh god. Yeah, I I would love to pick his brain on mm-hmm. on the Bachelor Nation. Oh man. All right. Well I, I, I'm glad you know that's a that's a good call on bringing that up. I'm glad we got into it because it yeah. is it is a part of our lives. One more thing I want to say too, like I know that you get really angry like watching reality TV and stuff and then I too find myself being annoyed. There is so much drama in like Matt's, you know, Nima. Oh yeah, and it's kind of just pissing me off. Like I feel like I'm getting too old for this shit. That's how I feel, and honestly, it's like being pregnant. I can't explain it to you, but like I remember, like my one friend, she she told me that like when she got pregnant, she couldn't watch like violent TV. Like she couldn't watch Game of Thrones because she would just think like that's somebody's child. For me, it's reality TV. I don't know why it triggers me. It just does. Like the whole um, like the and not even just. I mean, this is I guess kind of reality, but like 
Uh, the whole thing with like Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler and that girl from Southern Charm. I could not give a single fuck. And everyone on the internet is obsessed with it. And if I never see a single thing about it again, I will not care. Yeah. If, well, I did. I, I, I will say I did. I, I need to unfollow Jay Cutler because I feel like he's an asshole. <laughs> um, no, he had a, like a he had a really funny like series of stories because he like lives like his his whole farming thing. Yeah, yeah, where someone was like something was killing his chickens. So he would like he and he was funny, like the way he narrated his stories about it. And he would like stake out trying to see what kind of animal was killing his chickens. And like that was interesting. So I followed him then. But now he doesn't really do anything like that it's just drama with that southern charm person no i agree i I need to unfollow him i'm just like i'm so i'm so over it and i just don't understand why everyone's fascinated by it like i trust me i love i love a good gossip item i just like don't get this this one just isn't that juicy to me these people are irrelevant who cares like if if you're like i would be i was so much more interested after they got a divorce than kristen cavallari and Stephen Coletti were posting a pic together. I could oh, eat yeah. that shit up all day, but this just isn't. This isn't interesting to me. I know, and it's it'll be everywhere too because it's like hard. Some of the accounts I follow, like mm-hmm. if one of them posts it, then the other one does, and it's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Another thing I'm not super invested in is the Olivia Rodrigo like driver's license. Dude, I was going to, oh, yes. I was going to text the group chat about that. I don't even think the song is that good. I listened to it once and I was like, I don't see what the fuss is about. You know, I don't. I, I like, you know what? I like the song and I like, I like the TikTok. You know, I think since it came from TikTok and like, that's where it blew up. And like, I do go on TikTok a lot. I say, I say. I do like that. But then, okay. Then the the girl the like the blonde girl in the song she just came out with a song that's like oh you can't get under my skin and it's like i will say like someone posted a point that i like that it's like you know what i hope these girls like shoot to fucking stardom and then this stupid guy that they're they're fighting yeah. over just like yeah, yeah. into obscurity like i like that take but then it's also like did they manufacture this is this bullshit probably so i'm, I'm really wondering like is this is this even legitimate? Like this, this I guess it's just like that's I, how I, maybe, maybe I am a little bit interested in it. Fuck. <laughs> so I, that's just like how I know I'm getting old. Aside from just like all the aches and pains in my body, it's yeah. just like I don't give a fuck. Like I, you know, it's like I. That's why I love like um when Lucy on the ground is like obsessed with like Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston someday reuniting because that's like you know classic hollywood like that's interesting i don't care about 16 year olds i don't know how old sabrina carpenter is but it's just 17 for the other girl i think geez louise yeah like i I do appreciate cardi b tweeting it's like oh that girl the song about a driver's license i should write one about not having one because at 4 a.m i wanted mcdonald's and i couldn't get it (laughs) that's very funny yeah but no, I, I get it. Well, it's so funny because, and it's just these things like infiltrate our feed. And like, literally I open my phone, Laura, you cannot make this up unless the FBI agent in my phone is listening to me. The very first thing on my feed is Lucy on the ground, like a meme. that's like when you're enjoying the drama, but remember that very Cavallari was canceled and Southern Charm already filmed the reunion. So none of this is being recorded for TV. So it's like, you know, all over the place. And yeah, I'm just not that interested in that one. I'm not. Ooh, gotta gotta come gotta come down gotta come down from that.
man. Well, I guess, I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else before we... <laughs> I mean, that, that was quite a lot. Yeah, it is, it is a lot to unpack. I don't think that I do. I think I am all chatted out. Yeah, I, I, I would so, agree. Because you, you know that I have my general sews and a California roll and yeah. spring rolls waiting for me. Let's send our chatterboxes off into the sunset. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great week. If you have not, we would love if you could leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps so much. And if you want more Idle Chatter, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I, we've been spending a lot more time on Instagram lately. We're at Idle Chatter Pod and yeah. Idle Chatter Podcast. Definitely sharing some Bernie memes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, this, I that's like another thing that I just grew so sick of. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was funny for like a a day or two i mean the survivor ones make me laugh so imagine this ashley how we are all talking about it in our group text and laughing about it wednesday when was the inauguration wednesday thursday and then imagine friday night matt comes up to you and is like have you seen this and i'm like yeah and he's losing his shit he's hysterical and i'm like yeah it's just it's we were all laughing about it days ago oh my god Anyway, no, I, I, I know what you mean. Be like, where have you have you been living under a rock? Well, I like you. Know, I mean, you finally got the weight lifted off of you of doing your pregnancy announcement, and then oh. Matt abandons you on Facebook. I know he was so upset he had to rejoin it. I was like, nobody's because he was like, well, can't you just tag me on Instagram? And I was like, I had to explain. I was like, that's not how. If I tag you on Instagram, it does not show up on your Instagram unless somebody intentionally is looking for the things that you're tagged in. Like, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, it's fine. It's done. Yeah, I'm. I'm relieved. himself. Yeah. Well, on that note, I hope you all have a great week. Thank you for sticking with us. I hope you liked the extra rages and rants. Can't help it. Can't help it. They were a plenty. (laughs) All right. Bye, Ashley. Laura's emotional and pregnant, and I'm just a bitch. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just a salty bitch. (laughs) Sorry for the rants, guys. Uh, Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a great week.